you can't do this alone. No, I'm not insulting your capabilities. I'm being real with you because I don't want you to be held back by the glass ceiling created by ignoring the people side of your business. I've been in the trenches helping entrepreneurs navigate all those, oh shit, I'm the boss now moments. You know, the ones where you realize you're the one in charge, you're the adult in the room, but you're not in this alone. I hope the show convinces you of the dormant power of your team. Welcome to the podcast free of stuffy corporate jargon. After all, your business doesn't come with the bullshit red tape of a fortune 500 company. Here, you'll be encouraged and motivated to test, try, fail, and fix fast. You'll laugh, you'll learn, and you'll feel seen and heard. Most importantly, you'll walk away with the tools you need to pour into your team and build a thriving culture that opens up the door to the scale your business deserves. Hey, all welcome back to the show. Today, I'm diving into four things that I notice leaders, managers, bosses, whatever you want to call yourself. These are four things that I see you do with the best of intentions, but they're actually not helping your team and not the right thing to do. And I often see this and have to call out people on it that I'm working with my clients because they, like I said, they're all well-intentioned, but sometimes not always thought through or you don't understand the impact of doing them. I had the thought when I was out, out on a run today that this could be an interesting show. So excited to dive into these with you. I'll try to also give you advice on what to do instead as well so that you're not like, okay, great, well, what do I do instead? So the first thing that I see a lot of managers do, that again, they think that they're doing the right thing and they're worried about being a micromanager. None of us want to be a micromanager. If you're worried about that, you might find yourself not checking in on people regularly because you don't want to feel like you're micromanaging them. Or you are just assuming everything is fine if you don't hear from them and you don't check in because you don't want to be a micromanager. And I commend that. Like nobody wants to work for a micromanager, but there is a difference between checking in to make sure people don't have questions or that they know that you're approachable so that they can get questions answered and micromanaging. Micromanaging is like checking in on every single task at all times to make sure everything is getting done the way that you want it to be or not trusting that your teams are working. So you're checking in. That's micromanaging. But doing a little touch base and sending them an email or giving them a call and saying, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while, or I know we haven't had a chance to connect recently. Is everything okay? Or I know that project that I assigned to you was something new for you. Are you running into any roadblocks that I can help clean up or move for you? Or how can I help you move, make this easier? Those are not micromanaging things, but simply not checking in because you don't want to be a micromanager or because you assume that everything must be going good if you're not hearing from them is not a good plan. Not everybody feels confident reaching out to their boss for the first time, or sometimes they need a little check-in and they just want to feel like you're paying attention and and know what they're up to. And you also want to make sure that they're running in the right direction. Like they might think that they're doing the right thing, 
So they are not checking in on you, but they're working on the entirely wrong things and you don't know because you don't check in on them. So instead, I recommend setting regular touch bases with them. So set up a bi-weekly, if you can't do it every week, time, 30 minutes for you guys to just touch base on what's going well, what's not, what do they need help with. We have a whole podcast about how to do one-on-ones in a great way. Start doing those. Don't avoid checking in because you think everything's fine if they don't say anything. It's really a bad idea. You still have to be the leader guiding them, coaching them, and you can do that without micromanaging. The second thing that you might be doing that you think is so well-intentioned, you don't want to prescribe like a decision or something to somebody on your team. You want them to come up with it on their own, or you want them to feel like they're a part of whatever is going on. So you already know what you're going to do or the decision you're going to make about something. But instead of just telling them that, you want to lead them to come up with your same answer on their own so that they feel more bought into the decision, if that makes sense. And that is just not a good move because it can feel a little gaslighty. It can feel like, okay, I know what you're trying to get me to say. If this is what you want, just come out and say it. So don't ask questions as like a coach for stuff that you already know the answer to. And I think that's what happens. You're like, okay, I need to be a coach. I need to lead them to the answer. And that is true in some way. If you don't know what the answer should be and you want them to figure out something on their own, ask them questions in a way that gets them to start to think about their own solution But if you know the answer to the question, if you already know what you're going to do and you know what you want them to say or do or think, don't try to convince them to come to that conclusion on their own. Tell them, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I need to do. Like, what are your thoughts on this? Or what things am I not paying attention to? Or how do you think this could be done well? If you do want their input on something, on like the how, but not the decision, then make sure that you're asking those questions, but don't like try to coach them into coming up with the decision you want them to. So instead, ask coaching questions when you really want them to come up with the only answer on their own and you don't really, I don't want to say you don't care, but you haven't made the decision. Like asking coaching questions is good then, but not when you already know the answer that you want them to have. Just lead with that and then ask them other things if you do want their opinion that are about it. Oh, the third one. This is my most frustrating one. Is that you decide that you want to get consensus by everybody on your team for everything. You think that, okay, if everyone's bought in, it's going to go well and there won't be any people derailing it. Like everyone has to agree or it's a no. And that is not a good practice to get into because not all decisions can be a consensus and people aren't always going to agree. And if they know that you're not going to move forward with something until there's a consensus, they're just going to give in. They're like, okay, I'm not going to have a differing opinion because we're going to have to sit in this meeting for 30 minutes until we all come to an agreement anyways. So I'm just going to agree with everyone, even though I don't. Or 
especially when it comes to hiring, I see this, unless everybody agrees, we're not going to move forward. And that's not the right call. Like you're the business owner, you're the one building the team. And some of the times the people that you have participating in the interview process don't know as much about your business as you do. And they don't know all the holes or they don't know where you're going as much as you do. So sometimes you're going to have to make a decision to onboard somebody and say yes to somebody that not everybody agrees with. And if they're used to always having consensus, this is really going to be like a blow. I instead recommend you tell people like we value everybody's opinion. We want everybody to be involved, but not everything is going to be a consensus. I promise that I will explain my decision making if you don't agree with something, but I need you to trust that if a decision is made that you don't fully feel bought into, that you're still going to go all in and move forward with it. When we promise to hear out all of the concerns around something, but it's not always going to be a consensus. And that is such a better way to do business because then people will actually show up sharing their opinions. And as much as you feel like if somebody gives an opinion and you don't go with it, that they're going to be like, oh, I'm never going to give my opinion again. They never listen to me anyways. Tell them from the beginning why you're not and have a one-on-one conversation with them about something of like, hey, I heard you. This is why we're deciding to move forward anyways. This is how I want you to help this be successful. And having that communication is going to make it go so much better than if you try to do everything on consensus. That's just a really bad way of doing things. But again, you do it with the best of intentions. You think it's the right thing to do for the team when really it will come back to bite you in one way or another, when instead you should be promoting healthy debate, healthy conversations around stuff and creating a culture where they know they can share their opinions and that they're going to have an opportunity to have an opinion and that sometimes you're going to move forward in a direction that they don't agree with. And as long as they understand why and they know there was a why behind it and that they were heard, they're probably going to be on board with it anyways. And it's going to just let help things move a lot quicker, a lot faster. You're going to have a lot more healthy debate than just a bunch of people who always agree with each other all the time. And then the fourth mistake is not getting to know your team personally in order to, you can't see my fingers, air quotes, keep it professional. I get it. Like you want to be professional. I get this notion of, I just want to go to work and have my team go to work and not deal with any of the fluff or, or being scared of learning about stuff outside of people's personal life and that coming back to bite you in the butt legally. Like I understand a little bit of wanting to do that. But when you don't get to know people personally, they don't feel safe. I hate using that word because I can hear eye rolls of listeners, but you want people to know that they can take risks and be honest. And if you don't know them personally and you don't care about them enough to know them personally, it doesn't set up in the environment where they feel like they can fail or be themselves. And now this doesn't mean you have to like get to know their entire family and take everyone on vacations, but like get to know what they do outside of work, get to know what's going on with their families, get to know about them so that you can support them, right? Like if you know someone on your team is training for a race, like then you can send them like a cool new race outfit. Or if you know somebody is struggling on your team with some family stuff, 
you can support them in the ways that matter so that they know you care about them more than just what they do for you for work. And getting to know them personally allows you both to just have a relationship where you can give candid feedback in a way that lands. They're going to know it's not a personal attack against them because they know you care about them personally. So when you don't get to know them personally, they feel like you don't care. So it is okay to get to know your team members on a personal level while also keeping it professional. There is a way to do that at the same time, and it doesn't have to be so black and white, especially in a world where people are working all hours of the day. Their work life is blending into their personal life. Getting to know them personally will really create such a thriving environment and culture within your business. So if you do any of those four things and you're doing them unintentionally, don't beat yourself up. You probably did them with all of the best intentions, but those are there's slight little shifts you can make in it to make them more efficient. So make sure you're checking in with people regularly. Checking in is not micromanaging. There's a difference. Don't assume everything is fine. If you don't hear from them, check in, make sure things are fine. Let them know you care. If decisions are already made, tell them and don't try to lead them to an answer. Do not try to lead to an answer that you want to hear. Don't get consensus on everything. It's not needed. Getting consensus across your team is not the best approach. And make sure that you're getting to know your team personally. Keeping it professional does not mean not asking about any personal stuff at work. So thanks for tuning in. And I think some of these slight shifts are going to help you become a better boss and your team to be even more effective than it already is. So thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon. Are you ready to hire a recruiter to help you in your business? Exciting news for you. That can be me and my team. And we believe that the recruiting industry is due for a major upgrade in its recruiting and fee structures. So we have a completely different model than other recruiters out there. We have transparent pricing and transparent fees. Go check out peopleprinciples.co forward slash recruiting for how you can partner with us and let us do the hiring for you.